We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Monster, like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him uh, Gandalf because like he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC, Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our our episode ep, episodes. You can find our episodes on iTunes, <laughs> SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and where else are we now? Spotify. You already said Spotify. I already sped Spotify, but we're now we're you already sped Spotify. I've already sped Spotify, but we're really <laughs> on Spotify Sound, now. You forgot SoundCloud. I said SoundCloud. <laughs> you said Spotify. I said SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. The three S's. Spotify. Anyways, we're also on our website, theuncontestedsports.com. I'm the Thunder Mob Jacob. Today, I'm joined by Kamiar. I'm in his house. It's it's, uh, it's a house. At least he didn't say anything bad. I'm joined by Justin. Just keep breathing and breathing and oh. breathing and breathing. We're kicking him off the podcast right now. That Shout she hasn't performed until May, so we're going to keep on seeing that crap to the playoffs. I, every time I see that commercial... Like I start thinking about purchasing a a thing of razor blades. <laughs> you got you got chill out. <laughs> I just think about not breathing. You could have gone that way. Yeah, but keep breathing, went, bitch. I'm about to hold my breath until I die. <laughs> oh my god. I'm also joined by Nick. How about them Cowboys? Did I just cause us to lose followers because I said said that? Yeah, probably. That's oh, okay. I want to cut it out, buddy. Uh, let's talk about this Thunder Wizards game. That's going to lose us a lot of followers because that was a shit show. Justin, go ahead and take it. Uh, you can't say that. Um, so Thunder Wizards, uh, the the worst loss of the season, uh, statistically. Woo-hoo! Thunder lose by 18. 
The Thunder did not uh, trick them, as Michael Cage said they might. <laughs> oh, my God. they got to trick the so, Wizards. Hey, I will say, though, that whenever they announced the Wizards starting lineup tonight, they played the Harry Potter music. Well, that's delightful. <laughs> that was the only good thing that happened Probably tonight. the high point. Yeah. Um, Everything was downhill from there. Uh, so... The Thunder came out fast, which was, again, this probably was the actual high point. The Thunder led by 11 in the yeah. first quarter. Uh, they <laughs> came out quick. The they so looked much pretty worse. good. Adams had 10 early points, which was encouraging at the time. Bang, bang. But as we know, uh, things did not continue that trend. The Thunder were down by four at halftime. They came out in the third quarter and actually erased the deficit, I believe they were up by four pretty quickly, and it looked like, okay, Thunder are going to come out, have a good third quarter, do what they do, uh, clamp things down, and, and turn this into a win. Uh, but then right as right as you began to think that, the Wizards went on a 15-2 to run. They ultimately scored 36 points in the quarter, which is incredibly bad, and really put the game away right there. The, the Thunder were never able to cut into that lead. Uh, Washington kept pouring it on in the fourth quarter, outscoring OKC 26 to 19. And it was Washington's first ever win in OKC. We were just talking about this before we started recording. Not only their first win in OKC against the Thunder, but like first win in OKC all time. They never beat the Hornets when they were here. They even played an exhibition game against the Lakers. They lost that one. So literally this team had never won in Oklahoma City. And to do it uh, with this team, with John Wall being out, with the roster that they have, uh, is there's something poetic justice there that is not really fun to be on this side of. Uh, ultimately, the Wizards out-rebound the Thunder 55-41. to 41. I think that's a pretty key number. It that allowed them to take... not good. Yeah, it's very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, allowed them to take 13 more shots than the Thunder and only committed nine turnovers. So w- when you have a team that's kind of built their identity on defense and rebounding, those two stats are not going to win you many games. And I think that's what we saw from the Thunder tonight is their offense was sloppy, but they've won plenty of games this season where their offense has been sloppy. It was the other things that the Thunder weren't able to do tonight that ultimately got them beat. Yep, 100%. There really is, there's realistically only one thing that I like it when it's sloppy. Okay. I like sl- <laughs> sloppy Joes. I was about to say Joe. Uh, you like Joe when sloppy Joes. Sloppy. Y'all like sloppy Joes? <laughs> I hear you like them extra sloppy. <laughs> oh, Billy Madison. That's a great movie. Yeah, Sloppy Joe's, none of that manwich. I don't want none of that manwich stuff. Give me some Sloppy Joe's. Manwich is gross. No, oh. manwich is good. Oh, okay, uh-huh. okay. Well, Nick's now off the podcast. That's good. <laughs> get, get, the man- like flies. get the manwich bold. It's spicy. Mm. <laughs> You're just digging yourself in a deeper hole there, buddy. Maybe we can get sponsored by manwich. That'd be nice. Or Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> is there a brand called just Sloppy Joe? Heck yeah, there is. I, I wanna, don't think there is. I want to apply to be the mascot. <laughs> I want to be the Sloppy Joe. <laughs> um, so back on topic. The thing that uh, frustrated me most tonight, I think, was Stephen Adams. Like I mentioned, he came out hot, had turn- 10 early points. He was 5 of 5 from the floor to start the game. And then he only ended with six shots total on the night which is awful. This is a trend for the Thunder. This isn't the first time this has happened, but I think it was kind of uh, very apparent tonight because of how hot he started. It looked like he was just going to feast on Bryant on the inside, but then the Thunder just went away from it. They started getting lazy on offense. They were taking jumpers. They were taking bad threes. 
they were trying to get all the home runs in transition, which led to turnovers when they're just trying to, you know, throw a football pass all the way down the court and really got away from what was working to get them that 11 point lead early in the game. And I just think when you have a mismatch like that with Steven Adams on the inside, you, you can't go away from it like the Thunder did tonight. No, totally agree. I totally feel like that agree. happens way too often. It yeah. absolutely does. Uh, I, I thought the part of the, the reason the Thunder got blown out of the water tonight, um, Dennis Schroeder in 16 minutes, which I don't know if that's a season low for him, but it might be a season low in minutes. Uh, three of ten field goals, one of three from three, uh, one rebound, zero assists, two turnovers, two fouls, and a minus 32 in the single-player plus-minus, uh, which passes the eye test. Yeah, passes right. the eye test. Uh, team Thunder team leader in plus-minus. Anyone want to take a guess? It was Hamadou Diallo. No, Hamadou Diallo played five minutes tonight and saw no time in the second half at all. It was Patrick Patterson. Was it Ferg? It was Ferguson with a plus seven. Well, so when, when, and it didn't feel like Ferguson and Schroeder were on the court much together. Ferguson, maybe with a, with a season high and minutes for him, 34. He played great. Honestly, I felt like when he was on Beal was the only time that Beal wasn't lighting people up. I, I, I assume there's a, some sort of metric, some sort of stat I can go online and find. Um, but Bradley Beal tonight had 25 points on 10 of 27 shooting. I would be willing to to bet uh, a pretty decent amount of money that of those 25 points, uh, less six or less came when Ferguson was his defender during the shot. Now, there were some times where Ferguson was defending him and then they would switch, and then Beal would shoot. But I would be willing to bet that that six or less of Bradley Beal's points came whenever Ferguson defended him. Ferguson was absolutely incredible defending Bradley Beal tonight. His and, and that comes on the heels of really locking up C.J. McCollum. Yep. You know, he, he's gone up against two of the better two guards in the league and not only held his own, he's, uh, he's proven that he is just a... On his way, I, I would say he is already a really good defender, and he's he's quickly approaching like elite wing defender in the league. Is that too much? Is is elite too much? Yes, I think it's, it's too much right now. Yeah, I he's, agree. He's pretty good, but he's not elite. But he's getting there. I tweeted this from the, from the uncontested account tonight during the game. I was looking back at the last 10 games, so not counting tonight, but the 10 coming into tonight. And Terrence Ferguson, when he, the player that he's defending, he has the highest uh, field goal differential of anybody on the Thunder. So he's, he's forcing opponents to shoot 8.7% less from the field when he's defending them versus their average. Uh, the next highest is Schroeder at minus 5 and Paul George at minus 4.3. So he's at minus 8.7, which is kind of head and shoulders above anybody else on the Thunder over the last 10 games. And I think that, it, you know, like you just mentioned, it, it matches the eye test. His footwork has been incredible. He's so good at cutting off drives. He rarely gets beat. Um, you know, he doesn't get turned around very often. And then when he is, 
that leaves him in good position to contest the shot, which obviously is is paying dividends. Yep, he recovers quickly. He's very quick at anticipation. He's he's becoming a really really good player for this team. Uh, besides that, I don't. I mean, you mentioned Stephen Adams. Like you said, six field goals isn't nearly enough. But besides that, yep. I don't know if another Thunder player had a good game. Jeremy Grant, seven of eleven for seventeen yep. points, nearly killed a man. He had an ESPN not top 10. Yeah, nearly killed a man. <laughs> it was close. Yeah. But besides that, nobody, nobody had a good game. Yeah. Nobody had a good game. So yeah. PG called it a trap game. Was he play Yu-Gi-Oh? Trap card? Yeah, I guess he said that you come <laughs> off of, of, of uh, off the road of a win in Portland, and then he said they came out sluggish and kind of just fell into a trap. Because I was thinking, man, OKC just beat the Trailblazers for the first time in five years. It would not at all surprise me to see them come out and lose to the Wiz without John Wall, uh, one of the Morris twins, and Dwight Howard, and look where we are. Yep. All you right. know, it's interesting. We, I, I, to build on that, we've been talking about this last week as you know maybe one of the best most impressive weeks the thunder have had this season i think we were all kind of in agreement that that win over portland was at least top three for the season but i think it's easy to make the argument that it was the best win of the season and then you follow that up with easily the the worst loss of the season and i think it's it's frustrating uh as a thunder fan to see the inconsistencies that are still there i think overall the thunder are handling it better than they did last season oh definitely Uh, but i did see this stat uh right before we jumped on the podcast the thunder have the uh second most losses to teams under 500 in in the top 11 teams in the west uh which is not good now that number skewed a little bit because uh the the part that it's leaving out is that the Thunder have played the most teams under 500, so they've had the most opportunities. But still, it's still not a, a stat that you want to have tagged to you because yeah. you want to be taking care of business against those teams. For sure, for sure. Um, you guys want to move on from this game because I don't want to talk about this anymore. It makes me sad. Amen. Yes, please. Okay, so like Justin just mentioned, before this loss I had in our notes, I want to talk about is this previous like so so let's act like that Washington game since it's Sunday um is part of this week. So last week uh Dallas at the Lakers at Portland. Is that the most impressive week of the season? Is that the best the Thunder have played all season? Especially those those back-to-back road wins out on the West Coast. Nick, what do you think? Um it's still hard to to quantify, you know, how big that Lakers win was without LeBron. Um, but the Portland game was definitely uh, very impressive. And then beating the Mavs after they beat us the first two times at their place was impressive. If it's not the most impressive week of the year, it's definitely up there. But I I, I will say um, overall after this last week, like you said, not including this Washington game, it probably has been the most confident I've been in this team probably all season. Nice. I th- I think I would I would agree with that. I think the even though the Lakers were shorthanded, I thought they played well, and I thought the not just to win in Los Angeles, but the matter of in which they won. 
making big plays down the fourth quarter, defensive yeah. stops. I, I thought that was maybe even more impressive than the end result. Justin, yeah. do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, both the Lakers and the the Trailblazers wins were gutsy, and I think that's what you like to see. And then obviously the Dallas game, you come back the day after, you lose a heartbreaker in Dallas. It'd be easy to, you know, play flat, uh, but they they came out and took care of business. I think the only other week that could maybe be in the same conversation was back in December. They had a week where they beat the Bulls, which wasn't exciting, but then they beat the Kings, who had been playing well and had beaten them a couple times, and then they won in Utah in dramatic fashion. I oh, think yeah, that was a good week as well. That was a good week. I think those two weeks are probably the two best for the Thunder, and the biggest reason being just the level of competition they face. They've had a lot of uh, weak games on the schedule, so you beat those teams, and it's it doesn't look that impressive, but now that the schedule started ramping up, I think anytime you see the Thunder notch that many wins, I think it's going to look good. For sure. Kamiar, uh, Russell Westbrook has this tendency of playing a good game, playing a bad game, playing a good game, playing a bad game, uh, just kind of like riding this wave of inconsistency. At this point, and God, did he play awful against the Wizards tonight. Do you think he is starting to trend upwards or – is, is this is Russ inconsistent play something that is really an issue moving forward? I mean, you can't say it's trending upwards if it's trending up and down, up and down, up and down. There's no correlation of him going trending upwards other than like a good game here and there. Um, as far as just him playing, it's just it's just concerning, man. Like one night. He is on, and he looks like athletic rush getting to the cup. And a lot of other nights, they said it uh, statistically. He's shooting like twenty five percent of his shots are from three. Like what the hell? That's not good. Like what? Like what are you doing? And teams like, are uh, daring him to shoot it, and he's taking the bait. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's it's annoying. And Two like, of five from three tonight, but he, nine of twenty three overall. And he knows, and he knows that like he's not the best shooter of three ball but apparently he's not the best shooter of the ball in general this year like everything he's every everything now is glass because everything he does if it's just a straight up jumper it's short it's he front rims all of them yeah and tonight in the first half he had a mid-range little pull-up that he always takes and just straight airballed it like two feet to the right russ has been airballing a lot of like shots. it looked bad like that it hurts my heart it was like, like whenever he pulls up for that cotton shot and it catches nothing it just makes me so sad yeah it was like it looked bad tonight and tonight i felt like was the first time uh in a while he's let it bleed over to him just playing piss poor defensively so it's just I, it's I, frustrating i think a lot of people all season have been trying to say that they're okay with rush shooting some threes just just to keep the defense honest but the more I think about it, I'm like, Giannis and Ben Simmons and those guys, they don't shoot hardly any threes, and they're still getting to the cup just fine. So I, I, I don't think there's any reason for Russ to shoot more than two threes a game. I don't think there's any reason. I think I would agree with you. But also on the flip side of that coin, I think that players in Milwaukee and Philly have a lot more shooting around them, allowing yeah. the lane to be less clogged for those guys to get to the cup whereas Westbrook doesn't have that benefit in Oklahoma City. But I don't think him shooting a three is going to open it up anymore. 
That's a good point. You know, know. I mean, it's, it's worrisome to me. Like, it's really worrisome the uh, how bad he has been, and I it, it's made up for it the bad shooting with his defensive intensity. But tonight, like, and hopefully it was just one of those nights. But tonight it was it was just bad. It was just bad. Yeah, I, and I'm curious too. Like, I'm not I'm not saying he's less athletic than he's ever been. I'm not saying he's, you know, not the player he was five years ago. But there's so many guys that that are great players that adapt to their game as they go. Like Dwayne Wade, all these guys that adapt to their game. They score differently they learn to shoot i just i don't i don't see russ doing anything different to try to adapt he's trying to do the things he's done in the past and clearly they aren't working yeah i i i think the the post-ups like he wasn't posting very often i would say like four or five years ago whereas now i would say almost a third of his touches are post-ups so i think maybe that's a place where he's trying to uh to shift a little bit, but no, I agree. I, I, I think that, and I would hope that by the end of his contract, he's playing basketball a little bit differently than he is now. He'll have right. to. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he wants to still be in the league. Um, so speaking of players and the, the recent until the Washington game, the recent good play, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, a lot of that has been spurred by Nerland's Noel. I think Nerlens has been really an unsung hero of this team. His defense, especially on switches, is incredible. Justin, this question is for you. Is Nerlens a better backup center for this team than Ennis Cantor was? Ooh, I think the key word to that question is for this team. I think Ennis has a, a strong skill set. I think Nerlens is a better complement to what this team needs. Uh, and that is defense. He fits in with the team identity better than Ennis Cantor would. Everybody knows Ennis Cantor is a liability on that end of the floor. All you have to do is get him in a pick and roll and you've got an easy bucket. What he excelled at was getting rebounds and scoring. What I think Nerlens brings to this team is the defensive intensity that we saw. I mean, he was massive down the stretch in that Trailblazers game. Oh, my He's, gosh. His, his ability to to disrupt passing lanes and is just it's it's something the the Thunder haven't had, especially at that backup five spot. Uh, I don't know that they've ever had that. Yeah, and I think this season right now is the strongest the center position has been in Oklahoma City since the team moved here. Is that Absolutely. fair to say? I, I think don't so. Know. When they had Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor, you could play them both at the four and five. That, that was is true. A lot of fun. That is That's true. A good point. Because Ennis could could space the floor a bit and shoot the three. I uh, I particularly I like the the, uh, the Kendrick Perkins Hashim to beat center <laughs> rotation. That was a good one. Uh, a lot of verticals. Uh, good verticals on on that rotation. Oh yeah, I miss Ennis Cantor. Did you this see, is true. Yeah, did you guys see Ennis Cantor is not going to play in London? Yeah. He's going to sit out that him. game because he fears Erdogan. The turkey is angry. He fears for his life. Yeah. Angry turkeys. I mean, I guess that's a good reason. He's gonna... will, they, will they list it as personal reasons like Abrinus? No, they <laughs> say, he said turkey spies might kill him. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't let him list it as personal. I don't think Ennis is very personal about anything, though. 
I think he kind of <laughs> just like lets his his stuff be known. If a this turkey was a spy, what would it dress like? A turkey? Yeah. Fake mustache. Turkish spies. They'd wear that. Uh, you know those sunglasses, or not the sunglasses, but those glasses that have the mustache and the nose. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. what I'd wear. You put it on a turkey. Put it on a turkey. <laughs> I like bird. it. When a bird can't fly, like, worthless. See, Wait, I thought turkeys could fly. Am I wrong on this? I think they, they can flutter. I don't think they, they can, like, they fly, though. Do like, yeah, they flutter and, like, kind of jump. They don't fly. Hey, that counts. They can swim. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I can didn't chickens know that even either. swim? That sounds terrifying. Yeah, chickens can swim. Um, why would you say birds that can't fly are useless? Ostriches are cool. They're useless, are though. You can ride one. Like a horse. Maybe. They freak me out. They well, do freak me out, too. Can't you ride one in Donkey Kong? <laughs> yes. That was the best. I just want you guys to imagine in real life a fucking gorilla riding on the back of an ostrich. <laughs> hey, Speaking just, of, we're playing Donkey Kong in the Switch. That's just nature. That man. game is hard AF. Donkey Kong nature. was my jam. Dude, I love Donkey Kong. Bing, bing, so bing. good. Bing, 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 bing. It's a good game. Bing, bing, bing. Good game. Bing, bing, bing. All right. Andre Robertson is due to be reevaluated. He's not Supposedly back. here in a couple of weeks. He's not coming back. Recently, Billy Donovan had some comments <laughs> about <laughs> Dre that seemed a little interesting, talking about how they're keeping Dre in high spirits. They're hoping he's recovering well. It did not sound like a guy who is getting back into... Uh, being physical and trying to play basketball. Nick, if Andre Robertson... Well, first off, do you think Andre Robertson uh, will play minutes for this team this season? God, so hard. I, I was really optimistic all year until these last couple of weeks. I mean, it just sounds bad. Like, that injury has to be so, so bad. Like, Boogie Cousins had an Achilles injury, which is supposed to be one of the worst injuries ever. And he's about to he, – he, it sounds like he's closer to coming back than Robertson is. Oh, yeah, Boogie's so, definitely closer. So, I mean, this must be, like, really, really, really bad. And I have a feeling if the injury's that bad, if he does come back, I don't know what he's going to be. He's not going to be the same Dre. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting, to, starting to hit the panic button a little bit. Justin, do you, do you feel the same as Nick? Unfortunately, I do. Uh, you know, I said from the second he had that setback, I was pretty pessimistic that he would come back this season. I think the only silver lining here, like we talked about, is that Ferguson, I think, is playing at a much higher level than, you know, at the beginning of the season than any of us thought he could play. I think in my mind, Ferg was always kind of like a stopgap, just somebody that can fill a spot until Robertson is back. And you just hope that the Thunder could survive the season until that happened. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel pretty confident with Ferguson's defense. And honestly, I think what Ferguson brings on the offensive end compared to what Robertson has to contribute on that side of the floor maybe makes Ferguson the more intriguing play. Uh, I would yeah. agree with that. So that leads into my next question then. If, if we feel like Robertson is... If, if we're having to bet, we're going to bet money on him not playing this season over is going to play this season. And the way Ferguson is playing right now and the fear that Robertson maybe can never get back to where he was in December of last year. 
After another offseason and Ferguson turns 21, will he be the starting shooting guard and um, Robertson not, I guess, just not be the starting shooting guard coming into the 2019-2020 season? Oh, man, that's tough. It'll be Hamadou Diallo. You think you think Hamadou will start over Ferg? <laughs> Option no. C. <laughs> no. I, I think, I think when Dre um, comes back, he'll start. Ugh, garbage. Whether or not he can sustain that will be seen. But I think I think Dre has earned that right. You know, just his tenure with the team. I think they'll give him that option to start, unless it's just painfully apparent in practice that he's not the same guy. Yeah. So, so is that what you think the team will do, or is that what you want to happen, Justin? Uh, no, that's what I think the team will do. I would okay. be honestly at this point. I love Andre as a player, as a dude. He seems like a cool dude, but. I'm okay moving on from Andre Robertson at this point. I feel pretty comfortable. I, I think that Ferguson is is the starting shooting guard for the foreseeable future for this team. It was his plan all along to get $10 million and to blow out his knee. See, I heard that the, the Thunder, uh, I guess it was reported a little bit, the Thunder had offered him an extension yeah. during the season before this summer, whenever he took the three for 30. They had offered him a four for 48 during uh, the season, during extension time before October 31st, and his camp declined and wanted to go into the summer and get a shorter deal to get him back into free agency quicker. <laughs> and so now, yeah, that too. leaving $18 million on the table. This might sound super cutthroat, but if he does come back and he's not the starter, I would rather not have him at all than have him come off the bench. I just feel like as as bad of an offensive player as he is, I don't know how much value he brings in as a defensive stopper off the bench. Now, I've, I've thought about this, which if Patterson is no longer on this team moving forward and Dre comes back and he's maybe not 100%, but he's like 90% of who he used to be, what about Dre just being your your backup four, your backup power forward off the bench? Who's going to space the floor? Uh, if you keep a Brainus and then hopefully Hamadou Diallo develops a jump shot, or you still have Abdul Nader. 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 That's a, that's so a lot so, of so instead of spacing <laughs> yeah. the floor with your four, you're spacing the floor with your one, two, three. So you got Dennis Schroeder, Alejandro Abrinas. If he isn't dead. Abdul Nader. And then Andre Robertson Andre and Robertson. whoever your five is. And whoever you're high-fiving. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound very appealing, I'll be honest. I'd rather have Ralph Nader at the three than Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this leads in perfectly to my next point, which is we are starting tomorrow morning, the the 7th. We will be exactly one month away from the trade deadline. Oh, my Da-da-da. gosh. I'm so excited. I'm going to take off work. I'm definitely putting in a personal day and taking wow. off work that day. I was joking. I'm totally <laughs> doing it. Where can the Thunder realistically upgrade this roster within the next month on the on the trade market? And I think another equally as important question is, should they? Should they look to, to trade away somebody to maybe get a rental? Or should they ride out with what they have looking forward to next season, another year uh, of development from Ferg, from Diallo, from, from Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, and, and really target next year as their chance to make a run for a title? 
We need a shooter. And I'm not saying get one on a rental and give up Diallo or Ferg. I'm saying if we can get a shooter that isn't a rental, or if he is, we're not giving up one of those two or one of our young guys, we have to. We've already got a shooter. But um He's not a good shooter. <laughs> He's not a good shooter. I mean, but where, where do you guys think? The problem think... is the realistic part is yeah. finding like who who is that guy and what do you have to give up to get him? Yeah. Because the Thunder have so many young dudes that are promising, but at the end of the day, that's all they are. They're promising. And they could flame out. They could have an injury. It could fall apart. Whereas another guy out there might be proven, and it's just a gamble whether you give up potential for something now or do you write out those guys like you were saying and, and wait to see what happens next season what's Definitely. anthony morrow doing right now um some stuff in north carolina what's karam butler doing right now mm, owning burger kings and chewing on straws what's uh <laughs> cory brewer doing right now no thank you god only knows <laughs> Derek fisher <laughs> having sex with I just, uh I just with want matt barnes, barnes wife I just want Joe Harris. He can shoot, but as far as other things on the basketball court, he's not very you know, good at any of them. You know who I want? Who do you want? I want Jimmer Fredette. Get me Jimmer from China. <laughs> go get him from China. Dude, go to China. Luck. I'm going to go like there the myself. I'm going to buy an airplane ticket to China. I'm going to put some chloroform on his face, <laughs> pack him my suitcase. <laughs> He's going to wake up in Oklahoma City and look, well, while you're here, and try out, buddy. You got one sp- <laughs> Just try out. Got one spot open for you. <laughs> where, where is more realistic for this team to upgrade? Is it the bench wing, or is it the four spot from the bench? Yes. Especially <laughs> considering um, we haven't seen Abrinas in quite some time. We don't know right. when we will again. He's dead. Uh, if for some, like, for some reason we get to playoffs... I don't think Abdul Nader is getting playoff minutes, and I don't think Hamadou Diallo is getting playoff minutes. So then who does that leave as a wing off the bench? Patrick Patterson, of course. Like you have, you have Patterson and you have Abrinas, and that's it, and that's if Abrinas nope. comes back. So I think bench wing starts to become a, a very strong place of interest. Yep. Especially when you've had... Patterson and Abrinas shooting like they have this season. Uh, I just don't think it inspires much confidence, like you said, come playoff time. I saw a name. Abrinas can't shoot when he's not playing. Well, somebody called Chandler Parsons. I thought that was a really interesting thing until I read that Woj article that they're going to try to trade Parsons. They're not going to attach a first-round pick, but they will take back long-term money. Or if they can't trade him by the deadline – they're going to try to trade him over the summer as an expiring contract. Uh, a buyout does not seem like an option there. Nobody's going to want to trade him unless somebody's like, hey, we need to get off all this money from these like Miami, you know? Yeah, Miami. I see, right. I see Parsons this summer getting dealt in a very similar deal to the way we dealt Melo. And then someone buying him out? Yep. Unless yeah. it could be the Lakers that take on all those long-term contracts to sign somebody else. Uh, in the, the following year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's um, true. Because whenever uh, those Shams and Woj tweets first started coming across this afternoon, that was my first thought was, if you can even go throw part of your taxpayer mid-level exception at Chandler Parsons, 
that's a piece that can make some sense coming off of your bench. A guy that can shoot, he's a bigger wing uh, because the wings that come off the bench for the Thunder right now are smaller. They're 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, whereas Chandler Parson is more of a 3 slash 4. I just thought that that would make a lot of sense, but it is clear that that is not going to happen. You know, you people can hear you through this microphone, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw a name floated tonight that was interesting and was somebody that I hadn't considered before as a potential pickup, and that was Marco Bellinelli. Ooh, Belly Manelli. I like that guy. He looks like a dog. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's in San Antonio, isn't he? No. Yeah, he is. He's back. He He's back in he San is. Antonio. You guys ever watch? You guys watch South Park? No. Okay. It's been a while. Okay, well, there's this one episode. Maybe some of our listeners listen to South. Oh, watch South Park. There's one episode. There's a character named Butters. Okay, Butters has a ninja star thrown at his eye, and since they're too afraid to take this kid named Butters to the real doctor, they go to a veterinarian who's blind that would patch him up better. But because they clearly couldn't take a human to this veterinarian, they had to make him seem like an animal. <laughs> they they gave their dog a haircut. And they started gluing pieces of this dog's hair to the kitten in Butters. And Butters, with a dog's hair glued all over to his face, looks like Marco Bellinelli. Jeez. Yep. That was quite a story. It is quite was, a story. I'm here for it. It's quite, an, it's quite an episode. It's one of my favorite episodes, too. It's, uh... All right, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a lot of stuff about the trade deadline, actually, uh, with it being a month away. We'll have some articles. We'll do a full trade pod. But I think it'll be I, I think it'll be interesting for the Thunder coming up to the trade deadline. I also think it could be a pretty quiet trade deadline, considering the fact that there are a lot of teams that are potential buyers and not a lot of teams that look like clear-cut sellers. With, with the standings where they are and so many players, so many teams uh, looking still to make a playoff push. Uh, a couple more things before we get on to Around the Association. First, I want to get our weekly predictions in. So for the rest of this week, on Tuesday, the Thunder play at home against the Timberwolves, who just fired their coach. On Thursday, the Thunder play down in San Antonio. And then on Saturday, the Thunder come back home to play against San Antonio again. Uh, Nick, I'm starting with you. That three-game stretch this next week, what do you predict the Thunder's record to be? We are going to go one and two. Ooh, which and one's the, the win? Reason, reason for that, I think we'll split the series with San Antonio, and it is the most Thunder thing in the world to lose a game to a team right after they fired their coach. Okay. Uh, Justin, what is your prediction? I'm going to say two and one. While I don't disagree with Nick, uh, I think that absolutely would be possible. I mean, we saw the Thunder uh, totally lay an egg against the Bulls shortly after they got rid of Hoiberg. Uh, I think they'll be able to win that one, and I think they'll split the series with the Spurs as well. Okay, very good. Come here. I want to agree with Nick and say that it's the most Oklahoma City thing to do is to lose to a bad team, especially when they've just fired their head coach. But at the same time, San Antonio has been playing at a very, very high level. I think recently, like in the past 12 games, they've ranked one or two in every statistical category, which is causing them to like rip off all these wins. 
So I will go a clean zero and three. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> nice. I'm going to team up with Justin here and go one and two. I think the only Justin game they lose. Justin said two and one. Why don't you Sorry, two and one, two and one. Uh, I think the only game they lose <laughs> is the game on the road. I disagree. I think the only game they lose is the game on the road. <laughs> and besides, speaking of San Antonio, have you guys been to San Antonio? Come here's full of random stories today. Yes, I've been to San Antonio. <laughs> what about what about you, Nick and Justin? Have you guys been to San yep. Antonio? I have, yes, but it's been, it's a, been long a long time. Yeah. So, for people that don't know, <laughs> the Riverwalk in Oklahoma City is supposed the to be Riverwalk. modeled is supposed to be modeled after San Antonio's. And Oklahoma City's is garbage. San Antonio's is way better. San Antonio's is pretty cool. It's super awesome. That's all I, I actually say. went to a uh, Spurs game, Tim Duncan's rookie year, down oh, in San Antonio. That's pretty cool. How old are you, like two? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was not two. I, thought, well, I was like eight, nine, something like that. Okay. We're old. Yeah. God. Yeah, right? God, Justin, you're getting up Sorry. there, buddy. And I went to some I restaurant know. called Fugu de Chao. You guys ever went to a Brazilian steakhouse? Oh, yeah. Dude, there's a there's a Fogo de Chao across the street from my apartment, and it always smells so good. It's great. That's the first They're time I've been to one of those things. I want to go again. It's very expensive. Yeah, but it's worth it. You gotta get your money's worth. Jacob, do you know what a Fogo de Chao Brazilian steakhouse is? No, I feel like you're just making that word up. No, it's like a restaurant. <laughs> you go. It's what real. is it? Fogo de Chao? Yeah, something like that. Fogo de Chao. So, hold on. Like, say it slowly. Fogo de Chao. Fogo or Fuga? Fogo. Fogo de Chao. De Chao. But anyways, it sounds like you're saying Fogo is the Chao. You go there and you pay like 50, <laughs> you go there and pay like fifty bucks to get in, right? And then you get like a cover charge. Yeah, and you uh, <laughs> you go and you sit at the table and they give you this medallion. And on one side, it's like green. The other side is red. And they give you whatever drink you want. And then randomly, if you like, if you're, if the medallion is on the table and it's red, nobody comes and bothers you. But if you flip it over to green, all these people from every direction, they start bringing you different cuts of meat, like filet mignon, things wrapped in bacon, things that are seared, things. It's just like really, really fine meat. And you can eat however much you want. It's kind of the same as Texas Day Brazil. Is there like a time limit on how long you can stay there? No. Because no, oh, when shit. I was in San Antonio, we stayed there for like three hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to bring yeah, a sleeping like, bag like and the super, iPad. Super upscale, like really, really yeah, good stuff. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's fun. I'm going to walk in and some flip-flops, <laughs> some joggers. Wear your stretchy pants. Get ready for a nap. <laughs> Halftime. I went to one like it was probably like two years ago. And <laughs> we, I ate so much. I wish I would have weighed myself before so I could have weighed myself after. But when I drove home, I literally had to lean my seat in my car all the way back <laughs> and unbutton my pants. Fogo <laughs> to Chow strikes again. Fogo to Chow. <laughs> we should get sponsored by them. We've been talking about them for the last five minutes. So is that like Are a you... company name? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, it is. So it's like you yeah. can go to like Chili's or you can go to Fogo to Chow? I mean, one, yes. one is for like... That's the name of the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll Google it. Gotcha. All right. Well, you guys want to play a game? I freaking yes, love yeah. games, except the one that happened tonight. <laughs> Same. Wah, wah. All right. We're going to play a game of take it or leave it. I'm going to read a statement, and then you guys tell me if you are going to take that statement or if you are going to leave it. 
It's a really simple game. You can talk about why you take it or leave it if you want, or you can just say take it and we can just move on. Okay, mm-hmm. the first like that. the first question I have, or not question, but statement. OKC will have three players make an all defensive team. So there's all defensive first team and second team. Uh, four guards, six forwards. OKC will have three players make an all defensive team. Justin, taking it or leave leaving it. it? Leave it. Oh, okay, Nick. Leaving it. Call me R. Leave it. Will they make? All right, let me rephrase it. OKC will have two <laughs> players on an all defensive team. Leave it. Yeah, I'm still leaving it. I yeah, I'll take it just to spice things up. So you think? Paul I think George? PG has a real shot to make first defensive team. Uh, you know the problem with those teams is it's not always the best dudes that get it. So I think the Thunder have plenty of candidates that not plenty, but they have guys who could get on those teams. It's just a question of whether or not they will. Okay. Okay. Next one. Call me arm starting with you. I'm ready. Houston will end with a top four seed in the West. Take it. Ooh, okay. Nick, what are you I'm leaving it. Oh, sorry. Justin's leaving it. Nick, what what are you doing? <laughs> I'm taking it. Uh at some point Chris Paul will come back and I don't know how long it'll be before he gets hurt again, but James Harden has shown that he can carry this team kinda like Russ did a couple years ago. Except he can make shots. And Justin, you said you're leaving it? Yeah, I just think when I look at this Houston team, I see a lot of the Thunder last year. And I think, you know, we went through stretches with OKC last season where it felt like, okay, they're finally putting it together. They'd make a little run, win some games. And then they do that thing where they lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. And it all kind of comes crashing back down. I see a lot of that in Houston this season. Okay. Call me R and Nick. Let me rephrase the statement. Houston will end with a top three seed in the West. Leave that. You're leaving it? Oh, yeah. No way. Comiar? So you got Denver, Golden State, and then a bunch of teams that are, like, tied. Well, besides OKC right now. And then a bunch of other teams that are three games below that. It's like tiers. It's like top, yeah, like one game back, four, four and a half games back, and seven and a half games back. There are clusters of teams. Yep. Um... I take it. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. okay. So he's not going to finish the top four seed. Okay, Nick, I'm starting with you on this one. I, me personally, I will watch Bird Box before the end of the month. You taking it or leaving it? I'm taking it. You, uh, you might even watch it tonight. Oh, that's a that's a really hot take, Justin. <laughs> am I going to watch Bird Box before the end of the month? No, I'm leaving it. If you haven't watched it yet, you ain't gonna. Okay. Call me or I'll take it. Oh. I control this one, so I like that. Well, <laughs> if you don't <laughs> like Sandra rigged. Bullock, then you're a hater. I have no clue what Bird Box is about. You I just know there's America. a meme of Sandra Bullock with uh, a blindfold on, and I made a meme about it, about the refs not seeing Kevin Durant step out of bounds. If you don't watch Sandra <laughs> Bullock, you hate America. I like that you made a meme about it, but you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, that's A plus. Sandra so, Bullock, I had a crush on her back in the day. That's just my was generation. Was the day yesterday? Man. It wasn't yesterday. <laughs> it was last week. She's my mom's age. 
Hey, moms need love too, man. I had a fantasy that she could. Whoa, pay okay, we're, she, that's gonna lose his followers. Pay, she could pay my college tuition while okay. I date her. That's why you what? Date her? Oh, thought you said why you beat her. <laughs> that, that too, I guess. <laughs> All right, Justin, I'm starting with you. Terrence Ferguson will play over 25 minutes a game during the playoffs. He is currently at 20 and a half minutes a game. Uh, I'm going to take that because, one, I don't think Robertson's coming back, and, two, the rotation gets shorter. Okay, very good. Nick, you're taking that or leaving it? I'm leaving it. There's too many factors. If Robertson comes back and even takes 10 minutes, I don't think that's possible for him. Okay. Kamiar? What was the question? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my. He's over He's here thinking, thinking about, about Sandra Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> Terrence Ferguson will play over 25 minutes a game during oh, yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, I'm taking that. That's easy. Okay. Uh, call me or I'll start with you on this one. Okay. Are you, are you listening to the question I'm, now? I'm ready. For okay. <laughs> Bradley Bill will get traded by the trade deadline. No, they ain't trading him away. They're keeping him. He's the only good piece they like. Okay, so you're you're leaving it because they're oh, yeah, yeah. taking it. Yes, Okay. I'm leaving it because he's the only player on the team that Washington, D.C. likes. Okay. Um, Justin, what do you think on that one? Uh, I think he gets traded. I can't remember if that means I'm taking it or leaving it. <laughs> I said he will get traded, so you're taking it. Yes, I'm taking it. Okay, Nick. I'm leaving it. I think they can still do a decent job of tanking and keep him on the roster and sell tickets and make things somewhat interesting. So I think they're going to keep him around, still get a good draft pick, get John Wall back next year, and then maybe try to unload John Wall and do their rebuild then. It's no sur- it's no secret or surprise that they do well and they do better when they have John Wall missing. This year, last year, they did better. They moved the ball around a lot more. Beal looks like a more franchise player than John Wall does. I think they're going to try to get rid of John Wall ASAP. He's fat and can't play. Yeah, but the thing is, you're not going to be able to trade him until he proves that he can still play right. after this, this surgery. So you're looking at a long time on that one. Okay, next one. I start with Kamyar on that one, I think. Justin, I'm starting with you. Okay. We will get a full Game of Thrones trailer before February. Oh, I sure hope so. Uh, that, I'm going to The game it. isn't I, I sure hope so or I, not, I sure not hope okay, so. Okay, okay. Is it's it serious? Totally totally it. March? March? Is I it March or April? April. I think they're going to like... I think they're going to drop the trailer like a month before the season comes out. And I think they'll just keep giving us like five second clips at a time because that's all we need at this point. So it's like, oh, my God, did you see the new clip? So you're leaving and it. I'm We're leaving not going to get a full trailer before February. Nick, what do you think? I'm leaving it, too. I, I kind of the same mindset. Like He said a month. I was exactly thinking like 30 days before the first episode airs. They'll give us something. But I don't even think that the full trailer we get is going to be much at all. I think they're going to leave it very, very um, generic whenever they do give us something. All right. Call me, R. We're getting a full trailer before February. Hell no. Any comment? Yeah, get a full trailer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one, Nick. I'm starting with you. Chandler Parsons will be on another NBA team this season. Absolutely not. I'm leaving that. Okay, come here. You taking or leaving that one? Is it? Are you meaning he'll be on another team, or he'll actually play for another team? He'll be on another team. 
Leave it. Okay. Trust Think about him. it. Mello, Mello's still out there. It w- I feel like a team would would and sign Swaggy Mello. P. There's a there's yeah there's there's that was a joke. Guy, no, but I probably would take Swaggy P over Chandler Parsons. <laughs> I'm leaving it too. I think he has a better chance of being on a G League team than another NBA team. Okay. I had another question in here that was will campaign be on another NBA team before the season ends? No. Yes, and then Dibs. <laughs> that that Woj ruined that one for me today. Thanks, Woj. Campaign is on his way to Cleveland because they don't suck enough already. They want her to get worse. <laughs> Because well, how else are you going to replace Della Vadova's minutes? I know, right? They said we lost LeBron James. Time to bring in campaign. All right, that's all we have for Thunder-related stuff. Let's move over to Around the Association. All around the world. Hey, I'm doing Around the Association, and I'm so excited you're here to listen with me. We're going to talk about the early All-Star voting returns. I bet y'all were surprised with some of that stuff. Let's look at the West first instead of going to the East, because nobody cares about the East. Everybody's in the West. That's East. why it's controversial. East. I thought you said Weast. <laughs> SpongeBob. Two SpongeBob <laughs> references in one podcast? So instead of like going <laughs> We down, could get sponsored by SpongeBob, except that yes, guy died. Please. Yeah, he uh-huh. from Lawton too. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was dead. Yeah. Anyways. Did you guys see that there's Jesus. <laughs> Did you see that there's a uh, a petition to get that I, I forget what the song's called, but that's remember that SpongeBob episode where Squidward like led the orchestra at yeah. the Super Bowl? Yeah. And SpongeBob sang like the '80s power song, power yes. metal song. Yeah. There's a petition to have that played at the Super Bowl this year since that guy died, <laughs> and it's already up to like a million that. signatures. Heck yeah! Be better than whoever they do get. Who are, who is doing the Super Bowl? I don't know. They already Probably announced it. Probably Mr. Uh, Worldwide. I don't know. Yeah, they announced it. I can't no, remember who it is. I know. I know. Imagine World. Dragons is doing the college football. Oh, National tomorrow, champion. Huh? That's tomorrow. Yeah, imagine Travis Dragons Scott. Sucks. Travis Scott and Maroon Five. That's a, that's weird. a weird pairing. I prefer yeah. Bruno Mars and and uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That oh, I love fun. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like Bruno Mars too. Yeah, and Bruno Mars is okay. He's good. Travis Scott. Uh, they should just let Travis Scott do like all of Astro World. Yeah, and then uh, tell Maroon Five to like Adam Levine's gonna off. try to rap. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> do you think? Well, at least do you at think least the Travis Cowboys Scott will be up twenty-one nothing by the halftime of the Super Bowl? <laughs> do, you, do you think Travis Scott? Um, <laughs> Performs sicko mode and has a surprise appearance by Drake. No, that'd be sick. I I I'm putting my money on it right now. Okay. I feel like he'll get like 45 seconds of stage time, and they just put his name out there to try and get people to watch Maroon Five. Yeah, they like put it out there so all the young people will watch. Exactly. Because the only people that are gonna watch Maroon Five are like the 40 year old moms. Was it was it last year during the Super Bowl or was this a national title game? That Kendrick Lamar performed. That was the national title game. Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I remember being in a room full of adults and they got really upset. But <laughs> I was like, "This is good music. What are you talking I about?" I love K Dot. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the Western All Star early returns. The top four in each. 
front court and guards, and then we'll just talk about other things instead. So in the West, the top four front court, you've got LeBron James with over 400,000 votes ahead of anybody else in that uh, in that. What would you call it, position? Makes sense. LeBron, right. uh, Luka second. Luka Doncic has actually 20,000 more votes crazy. than Kevin Durant, who's in third place. Then Anthony Davis in fourth. Actually, rounding that up, five and six. Paul George and Steven Adams, way behind. Um, yeah, there, the there's guards. a drastic drop-off after PG. Uh, after PG. Yeah. But, yeah, they'll they'll take the, the top three front court players to be starters. However, fan voting is just a portion of how they choose the starters. The most disgusting thing here, really, is like, because, like, you get on the list as Braun, Doncic, Durant, Davis, PG, Adams, Jokic, Draymond Green, even though I hate him, like, previous years he's been there just because Boogie Cousins hasn't played, but it's Boogie Cousins. <laughs> the one that's really befuddling to me use that word sometime, befuddling. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Why? I hate Lakers fans. Because he's in L.A. Garbage. Well, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, the, the reason that Luka is so high up is because he's got all of Eastern Europe voting for him. Yeah, right. And also because he's revitalized the Dallas Mavericks franchise. Yeah, what's... um, Zaza Pachulia used to be super right. high up I in hate the fan Georgia because Georgia. <laughs> Georgia's the worst. Not the state, but the country. Anyways, did you know Joseph Stalin was from Georgia? Joseph Stalin was from Georgia. Okay. The guards, <laughs> top four, <laughs> Stephen Curry, Derek Rose. Which that one's surprising. Very, <laughs> it makes me very upset. Kind of like Luca. Yeah. He's, got the, he's got the China vote. They but love him, Derek China. Rose has been just so average, except that one 50-piece game he had, and everybody's like, oh, he cried on TV. Let's give him some votes. Like, dude... Screw you. you got, then you got James Harden. Why did you? Third. Why did you talk like Cleveland right there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, Cleveland Family Guy. Yeah, I was like, you sounded exactly I was like, like. I was him. like, people from Cleveland talk like that. No, <laughs> you never sounded, going to Cleveland. <laughs> you sounded exactly like Cleveland from Family Guy. That's I got funny. a lot of voices. Uh, then James Harden third, Russell Westbrook fourth, and then again, you have. After that, it makes sense. Clay makes sense. Damian Lillard makes sense. DeRozan makes sense. Lonzo Ball, who his own fans were booing him just the other night for missing free <laughs> throws. Okay, here we go. Lonzo Ball is uh, 40% from the field, 33% from three, um, <laughs> 43% from the free throw line. That's worse than Russell Westbrook. Well, sometimes. Five rebounds, five assists, a steal, Half a block, two turnovers, and nine points a game. Nice. If that's worthy of the all-star game, that's sad. Well, let's go to the East, and then we'll discuss all of this. The front court, this makes a lot of sense, except kind of, okay, no, I'm seeing <laughs> one name, and I don't like All right. Anyways, Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was a good trash. Thank you. The Greek freak. Giannis um, Tetarumbel. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> was that, that Stacy King? Stacy King oh, on the Bulls. That makes me sad because he's an OU guy. Um, Tetarumbel. He even rolled the R. That was incredible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Giannis gets first place by more than 200,000 votes. And Kawhi, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, who is a problem right now. Jason Tatum uh, rounds up that top four. But right behind him is just kidding. That's five. Is Blake Griffin. <laughs> But then, again, another name that's really just doesn't belong there, but that is there, 
Vince Carter. Hey, I love Vince Carter. He doesn't belong there, but I love Vince he's Carter. He's working in Atlanta, not because he wants to be a part of the team. but This would make sense if it on, was 10 years ago. He gets to be on NBA TV. <sighs> he, he's working on an internship, in, internship with NBA TV while working in Atlanta. So he's there oh, for NBA. Oh, I didn't know Smart. that. That's, that's yes. awesome. He's double dipping. He doesn't want to play basketball. Smart. He wants to be NBA TV. Double interns. dipping. And then the guards. DD, if you will. Yes, the DD. The guards, Double Ds. You go to <laughs> Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, which, sure. Okay, hold on. Can we just talk about how the drop from from first place Kyrie to second place Dwayne Wade is half a million votes? Because all the, good ones, all the good ones are in the West. Yep. Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, Kimball Walker, Ben Simmons, Oladipo. I think it's interesting that Lowry is so far down because... When Lowry's been out for for Toronto and they've not been very good, but when Kawhi's been out and Lowry's been in, they're still winning games. Yep. I think it's really funny. Or the fact yep. that Jeremy Lin is even on the list. Right. Hey, he's fine. Asian Americans, you got to win somehow. Right. That that's that's the China vote right there. Um, How do you know he's Chinese? Because he said he's Chinese. I thought he's Korean. No. Which Korean is he? He's Chinese. He's Laotian. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Are you? <laughs> you guys watch King of the Hill? Yes. Okay. There's that episode at the very beginning of the series where uh, Khan moves in next door and Hank says, yes. "Are you so? Are you Chinese or Japanese?" He says, "I'm Laotian. I'm from Laos." He says, "So are you Chinese or Japanese?" <laughs> It's a good uh, show. King of the Hill is such a good show. But anyways, Jeremy Lin doesn't belong on that list, and I think Victor Oladipo should be higher. These are the early returns. Recently, they've been having these nights where you vote two for one, to where it's like, oh, one vote counts as two. So Oklahoma City people have been voting like too crazy. bad the general election doesn't work yeah, like that. Don't, don't stop talking. <laughs> um, so, but anyways. These numbers will eventually just shake out because it's not just up to the fans, thank God, or else Kobe would still be in this all-star game. But what <laughs> surprises do you guys have other than the obvious ones like Lonzo and Jeremy Lin and BC playing? I am surprised that Brad Beal is so low. I kind of was thinking that too. He has less than 75,000 votes. I mean, he's at 61,000. Hmm. That's that's he's pretty be, low. He's below Jeremy Lin. Yeah, I know. Maybe Washington fans are just so low on their team, they just don't right. watch or want to vote for him. Yeah, that could I definitely be I think that's part thing. of it. Um, besides one that, though... Think, oh, go ahead. One thing I think is interesting is the, the way it's set up now, your top uh, vote-getters you know, are your are your captains, but you can't have a repeat captain. So as it stands right now, uh, your captain for the West would be Derek Rose. Derek freaking Rose. Yeah, that's true. Which is amazing. So you could have Team Derek Rose versus Team Antetokounmpo. I think. I think. Uh, and they are, if I'm not mistaken, they are actually televising the uh, the All Star yes. draft. That's the best wow. decision they've ever made. Yep. I think it would be even cooler if they had, and it wouldn't cost the NBA anything, to have every player um, with that's at the All-Star game with two jerseys, and they all just line up at the half-court line, and the uh, the two captains just pick like 20 minutes <laughs> before the game starts, just like a pickup game. I think that would be so cool. 
And I mean, it's still cool that they're going to televise it and all that stuff. But I think that's the next step is like literally just line them all up and have everyone get picked. Although you'd probably be pretty embarrassed if you were at the last pick, but Russell that's Westbrook what I'm so excited pick. about. Yeah. I remember last year last. it was team. It was LeBron and uh, Steph and they were all debating about, you know, who was going to be the last pick. And there's this conspiracy about trying to make Russell the last pick to have to play with Kevin and then they didn't televise it, but it did come out that Russell was not the last pick, but nobody ever said who was. No, I thought they did say it was did Al they? Horford. Wasn't it Al oh, Horford? That's right. Yeah, he can't You're jump. Right. He's like a turkey. That is accurate. Flightless bird. But yeah, that's going to be good TV. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to tune in. It's going to be fun. So anyways, let's just go past all of this All-Star stuff because it has yet to be like decided on media and decided by the players and all this other stuff. That's just early returns from fans who usually I hate if they're casual NBA fans. But let's move to Jimmy Butler. Apparently he hates Brett Brown and Brett Brown hates him back. What's going on in Philadelphia, y'all? It sounds like Jimmy's mad that he's not getting more offensive responsibility. And I think it's kind of funny that Jimmy was an issue in Chicago he got traded to yep. Minnesota. He was an issue in Minnesota. Now he's traded to Philly where they traded for him specifically to with with plans of keeping him long term and now he's causing issues in in Philadelphia. It makes me pretty happy that the Thunder did not make a play for him. Let's reach out well, to the head coach at Marquette and see if he was an issue there too. Well, you know, you know what I think it is? You, I think that Jimmy Butler is such an alpha male that he gets frustrated whenever it's not his team. Because he was fine in Chicago, and then all the teams he's been on since, he's been a number two or three option, and that like pisses him off, and he wants it to be his team. Yeah, well, I, I can I understand think- the mindset, and like you appreciate the, um, the aggressiveness of that idea, but at the same time, like, sorry, dude. You know, you're... Jimmy Butler is not a good enough player in this league to be the best player on a championship team. That's exactly it. I think it's ironic that you get guys like this that, you know, they get upset with their situation because they don't have enough help. You know, they need more guys to win a championship. And then when they go to a team where they actually have other pieces around, you know, they get upset that they're not getting used enough and they're not getting as much attention in the offense. And it's like, you can't have both. You've got to, yep. you've got to seed some of that. If you want to be on a team with more pieces. Who's, exactly. Who's a better player, Jimmy Butler or Russell Westbrook right now? Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. I'm not thought. saying he's, I'm not saying he'd fit better on the thunder than Russell Westbrook, yeah. but on a generic basis, as of yeah. today, probably he's Jimmy a, Butler because what Russ is playing so bad. Yep. 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 Paul George is hands down better than Jimmy Butler, though. Offensively, yep. defensively, locker room. People always try comparing those two, and it's not even close. You want to say partner? Yep. Hand down, man down. You, you, it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually more of an argument now on would you rather take Kawhi or Paul George? And, right. and Jimmy Butler yeah. is a very distant third in that conversation. Did y'all see when Milwaukee played Toronto, <laughs> when Toronto turned the ball over, the Milwaukee PA yes. system played the Kawhi laugh over the, the PA? That was awesome. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I wish the Thunder would do stuff like that. They never will. Uh, I, never. I think we're pretty lucky how um, how outgoing Thunder social media has been this season. Yeah. They've been way better. Yeah, yep. and and it's still they're still, I would say behind the curve, for sure. All right, moving on with players that are better than what OKC 
uh, had when they had all three of these guys together. Um, Harden, does he belong in the MVP race regarding his style of play? Because he scored like 40 points the other night, but had like 23 of them at the line. What do you all think? I think box score wise and, and perception, Harden's going to be right up there in the MVP race. And I know this is kind of like a hater comment, but I, it's just not fun basketball to watch. Like all the dude does is like flop on any marginal contact to draw foul calls. I saw this stat the other day, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but <coughs> he's the only player um, like to win an MVP that has ever shot really, and one of the, one of the very few players, and I think in league history, who has shot more free throws in his career than field goal attempts. He routinely he routinely shoots more free throws than field goal attempts. He'll shoot 18 field goal attempts and like 22 free throws in a game. So my thing on him and I'm I'm one of those haters that gets super frustrated he gets all those fouls called. But if you're him and you're getting that many free throws. And oh, you keep doing what you're team. doing. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. If people, the refs yeah, are going to give it to him. you, you do it. Yeah. So I, I think like. I mean, shit. That's Harden, cashing those Harden, checks, man. Harden's getting all this criticism for how he's playing, but it should be the refs that are getting all this criticism. I you agree, one hundred percent. It's kind of like yeah. when KD exploited the rip move for a couple yeah. of years. Like, I don't blame him. Yeah, like, yeah. kind of like do when, it until they stop calling it. Kind of like when KD took like four steps out of bounds. Save, and the, save the ball in Wild <laughs> City. <laughs> um, did you guys see the other night about what actually Steph did? He he did that double yes. step back that Harden did, and nothing got called for a travel, but. Steph did it, and they called him for a travel, and then he put up the numbers one and three on his chest to the referees. Like, what are you, what are you yep. talking about? And then so, Steve Kerr yelled at the ref, and you can very easily read his lips where he says, what the F? So we're calling this a travel now? I thought it was pretty funny. That's pretty great. Not wrong. Pretty great. I had this analogy pop in my head the other day, and it's James Harden is kind of like Avatar, the movie, not the cartoon. Uh, the blue people. Like, Avatar did big time numbers, but like, does it, did anyone even like that movie? Does anyone talk about it anymore? It was like a big deal for like five minutes and it busted it. the box office, but it kind of sucks. It was and I right. kind of feel that way about Harden's play. Like the numbers are impressive, but actually watching it is not all that enjoyable. That's a good analogy, even though I never saw Avatar. I mean, thanks. I mean, it's <laughs> no, it's, I make sense because like when Russ was putting up all those numbers for his first MVP, it, you had to tune in to the Russ games because right. what he was doing was fun. It was exciting. It was yeah, fast. All, the, was all the game winners. Yeah. It was ridiculous. What Harden's doing is just like they want to talk about arbitrary numbers by like putting up 40 points. Dude, you're you're lengthening the game by 30 minutes, first yeah. of all. Second of all, it's just you shooting free throws, and that, that's not fun. Like I, I imagine it's fun that you get the MVP chance like 30 times a game because that's how many times you're going <laughs> to the line. But it's not very. Fun <laughs> that's why he does it. The MB, it's not very fun for like the rest of us. So like, that makes sense. But his his stats are kind of like a hot chick, and then she takes off her makeup, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I was about to say she not... takes off her clothes. <laughs> no, no, no. You call that a you call that a butterface, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome well, back to seventh grade. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going well, <laughs> Thibodeau, the man that took the Chicago Bulls, was let go. Then he went to the Timberwolves, took literally everybody from the Bulls, made the Timberwolves. 
I thought he was going to get fired way earlier this season when he was at odds with the owner and the GM. Yeah. And nothing happened. Losing his job doesn't surprise me. The timing is yeah, weird. Yeah, now though. he loses exactly. his job? Well, now? So, and Woj kind of mentioned this earlier tonight on Twitter, and I think this makes some sense. The, the Timberwolves are really high on Fred Hoidberg because he worked in their front office before he went so to the college ranks. switching ranks. head coaches. So Hoidberg is now available, right? And especially with the UCLA job open, uh, I think the Timberwolves want to make a run at Fred Hoidberg. But, yeah, it's pretty funny that – Chicago head coach is going to go to the <laughs> Timberwolves. Yeah, like it's like – ex- Yeah, it's literally they're just recreating the Chicago Bulls. Oh, God. Without Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler called out Hoiberg. I'm pretty sure he called out Pussy at one point. Well, call him like you see him. Kind of like the second one. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, uh, Tibbs is out. And I don't think for a very long time we will see another coach in the NBA that is coach slash president of basketball ops slash general manager. Uh, Except for Pop. We've yep. we've had yeah we we've had it done with Tibbs didn't work we had it done with Doc Rivers in L A they stripped him of the title and kept him as coach we had it and they're done doing better now we had it done with um, Van Gundy in Detroit uh, he got fired so I I think that trial and error is done yeah I agree I mean and he has a really cool voice though so there's that who Thibodeau. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's so weird, dude. Have you guys ever heard Thibodeau yell on the sidelines? Like picked it up no. on like the camera on TV. <laughs> oh my god, it smells like it smells. It sounds it like smells. It, I'm sure smell it smells it. bad. You smell it. it sounds like Cookie Monster like <laughs> ate a carton of cigarettes. I could, I could, like I, I could have gone a different way there. It sounds. I'd like to get Tom Thibodeau and Ed Orgeron in a room at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm a detective boy. Sound like an episode. Come of here, you sweet old tiger. <laughs> but yeah, Thibodeau sounds like Jimmy. He sounds like Batman, pissed off. Jimmy, get back in defense, Jimmy. While playing everybody forty-eight minutes a game. <laughs> Keep playing. You're all right. I got. We're gonna have to look up and like post some Twitter video of of Tibbs like screaming, dude. It's like. It would scare me if I played for him. He gets like he's like a chubby dude. He gets all sweaty, and then like he starts yelling so at you sweaty. like that. Like sounds like he's got like a chicken bone lodged in his throat. Sweaty or coaches are terrifying. Yeah, he eats too many sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we're gonna end today. I can't think of a uh, a better place to cut it out than bringing it back to sloppy joes. Sloppy joes and hose. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to say anything after that. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Um, sorry the Thunder played so bad against the Wizards. I uh, hope we made it better for you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Kamiar is at BoomtownRW. That's me. Justin is at OKC Tracker. Holla. Nick is at Two Cranes, but his account Yo. is locked, so you have to like request to follow him. I'm a, I'm a private person. So exclusive. I am at ThunderMob405. You can find our podcast really anywhere you listen to podcasts now. We're pretty much on every platform. What platforms are we on? Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and the website, theuncontestedsports.com. If you go and subscribe to the pod, if you haven't already, uh, drop us a five-star review. That would be awesome. Please don't drop us a one-star review. That would not be awesome, and it would make uh, some of us sad. 
And uh, those five-star reviews are, are what keep the sloppy joes on the table, you know? So uh, <laughs> so keep keep dropping five-star reviews. We're going to get out of here because it's going downhill fast. Sloppy joes. Thunder up. Sweet potato fries. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.